Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. Hey there, I'm just out taking a stroll after a very long day of sitting in rooms of stuff for the allotted hours of acceptable time to be given to the place that pays your life so that you may come home and try to do other stuff that will benefit you and the other balances of your circle, you know, like the other part, the life, work. I think it's funny that, you know, you talk about a balance because is it really a balance as if it's 50-50? Because I feel like it's not. And there's a lot of things that happen in your life that are at work. And sometimes you have to let work fall into your life. So I guess that's what they're saying about balance, but I feel like there's so many topics that are around it that it's not work life. It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. That's that's the balance. Like if you were going to draw a OCD's dream of a pie chart that was cut in equalness, I would say that'd be one right there. I mean, sure, we've layered financial into it, but that's what we added that. And it is true, but it's true because that's where we've created that life of you are who you are by keeping up with the Joneses and money talks, little shiz walks. So you do have to have some type of financial health. But if you're not in financial health, one of your other sectors of physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual must be off and get all that right and you'll figure it out you know so I negate that argument that I've had of that one's in there too because it's kind of a result of the other four being out of cattywampus and that's something outside of our control that someone else created on earth so anywho back to the whole work-life thing I don't think work or life have to have some type of figured out balance if you're in the right place spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally because if you are and work sucks you'll either find something else out or figure out why it sucks and fix it and then get yourself back into your balance because stress that stress uh, flows into physical and emotional can also get you like thinking off you know kind of like gives you these like filter blinders so you may not see something straight when you're under too much stress anyway I was leading up to it because all of a sudden I was thinking I always end up having to go down to that level of talking about current events but they're just so unexperienced before and, in my opinion, 
severe, like we're on the brink of, I don't know, but none of us can ever say we've experienced this before. Kind of did in the 90s, but not to this level because of our communication paths we have today to spread things and curate things and influence things and be more about platforms than performers. But anyway... I thought, doggone it, I don't want to talk about that stuff right now. I want to just talk about other stuff because I got to get my emotional, physical, mental, spiritual imbalance. And I think I've come a really long way. It's one of those deals where you're like, you know, probably not ready to run a marathon, but you've gotten pretty used to 5Ks and feel comfortable that you'll eventually get there. That's how I feel right now about my outlook on my true balance because. Yeah, there's lots of stressors in both work and life. And uh, yet, there's a lot of life in that. So, I was thinking about how people have circles of people. And I've talked about this like many, many, many times over, especially with my friend Tiff. Like, she'll listen to me rant and rave. And, uh, about how there's like circles around you of of people and the differences in those relationships and what kind of an access level they have into the depths of who you are. It's kind of like a, like we can only have so much perception and and the farther rings out you are to being just an acquaintance that, you know, you might've known 20 years ago, aren't even on Facebook together, you know, levels of access, but throughout your life, you change up who's in those rings, meaning the person that I just mentioned, who's all the way out there, not even Facebook friends, at one point in time during grade school, sat next to me in math, and we talked every day. That would have probably been my second ring of influence in people. So, anyway, that's a whole nother day, whole nother theory. And I feel like I have this problem of, I always have these ideas and I just throw them out there, but I don't have anyone to execute or implement them. And I have so many of them that it's just an endless source of like a filing cabinet where I'm like, oh, you're looking for this? Yeah, here it is. Had that packed away. But wouldn't it be awesome if I had a team of people with like investor money and you just give them these ideas and they'll do the research to determine if it's a solid business plan or not? And if it's not, you know, they just cough it up to a great business plan study that gave a bunch of, you know, maybe college kids or business kids or something practice. And uh, and if it don't, then, or if it does, then you have a solid team of people who know what they're doing and implementers who will just check in and run it. And then next thing you know, you're building up all these successful companies that are being run by successful leaders that saw it but see I'm going down that rabbit hole and sometimes I get lost with it but what I mean is, is when you're at work you can have a relationship with someone that's very endearing and close one that you'll probably remember for the rest of your life I have three jobs ago four jobs ago people that I still connect with to this day it's not as often as I'd like but I do because it, we had such a lasting impact and sadly, we just fell off the maps with each other when it came time to having a relationship outside of being in a job together 
and finding ways to prioritize time for each other. So that's the kind of thing that maybe people talk about with work-life balance, but I just, like for instance, Mark and I know people, but he knows them one way and I know them another. Like the conversations we have with them are totally different conversations because they're talking to the audience, which me being a woman, you know, there's a different perspective. Like, like we have a, a mutual friend that we know who's talked to me about advice on what I think is going on with, you know, or him and his wife, like endearing advice. Like, what do you think I should do? Kind of thing. Like he wants to be great stuff. And we have great endearing conversations. And then Mark will be like, oh, I didn't even know, you know, whatever. No, we talked about this car and what we're doing with this one engine and how my thing's going to beat his thing in a strip of 60 feet or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. So we both have a totally different relationship with that same person. So I'm just saying, like, there's so many different complexities of relationships. And let's face it, your life is based on relationships. Nothing moves in a company or a life or anything that creates logistics to happen unless you're a, a have relationships. So work life, I, don't, I guess it just depends on who you've got around you in that circle directly impacting where you're at to help you determine where you should go. You know, I've been feeling this like pit in my stomach and in my heart, like this weird, like just between me and prayers at this point because ain't got nothing to complain about it. Here I am thinking I got to something. And, and it comes down to a boiled idea of legacy, you know, like it's not just knowing your purpose. I, I, I think that for businesses, it is crucial for every single person on your team to understand their purpose to the success of that company. I believe that, and I've had, I've experienced it, taught it, seen the difference, saw the difference, huh? grammar. And if, if even down to the people who clean your building, you still have a building, if you don't, buy a portable office that can go in their backyard, I know a guy. Um, but if they understand how their High attention to detail and cleanliness not only helps ensure staff health, but it also ensures efficiencies so that my staff can get in and get out or throw away and move on or have a clean area when they're approaching a customer. And that serves to our bottom line because those are the details that matter when you are very, very intentional about the company that you're trying to run. So I'm not talking purpose. Although we all have a purpose, that's where you think, okay, well, what's my job on earth? Like, what is my purpose? How do I serve him? Or how do I serve the greater good of what all these teachings mean with saying, do unto others as you would do yourself? I mean, I don't care what culture you're from. I don't care what religion you have. All I want to know is that you do believe and that you should be good to one another. I mean, this is, the, this is so funny. Uh, Kenny Rogers. So he's got this song. Tony, guys, you listen to it. I knew it from the 80s, but I never knew it. It's kind of like how I was 
42 years old when I found out that Michael Jackson's Billie Jean was about him declaring he wasn't the father, which is a whole nother problem with our country. But I thought he was just like, yeah, I don't know. Now my lover singing it. I like his little yellow vest with his white pantsuit while he's lighting up things. Love this song. Yeah, and then I'm 42 and I'm like, <laughs> that's like a scandal. Wow, that should be like the opening song to TLC's Unexpected or MTV's Teen Mom. But, um, anyway, Danny Rogers has this song about this guy that, you know, his dad was a bad man. He said, you gotta be a man, you can't fight, can't fight. And, you know, he falls in love and Becky, Becky gets taken down by these three dudes. You can picture it yourself. Sounds like it's a western, so she's probably wearing a petticoat, but it's like, whoa, this is a song. It's a song story. It's like a country rap. And uh, the guy takes him out, man. Justice is served. Becky's honor is honored, and it's a happily ever after. Dad, I gotta, sometimes you gotta be a man when you gotta be a man. Like, yep, sometimes you gotta be a man. So, aside from that, However, that would go away if the three dudes would be following the rule I'm talking about right here right now, which is if we all just agreed and said, may the best business win. you got to play fair by the games. None of this murder crap, none of this cartel crap, none of this smuggling crap, none of this crap. I don't care if you got to legalize the whole thing and just run it through all these companies. You know, that's what we should do. Here's what we should do. Tell pharmaceutical companies, you know what? I know you want to be billionaires. And I know you love how you put plastic coatings on everything. And we've determined that plastic is indeed what's killing us all. And uh, instead, let's just cure cancer. Because we all think they know how. And I now believe it. Sure, Fauci's been sitting there laughing ever since he created HIV. But we could then repurpose pharmaceutical companies and tell them that they now have to create a system that allows legalized drugs to always be tainted free of poisons and fentanyls and all that crap and must not come from outside of the United States. I know that sounds crazy and you're all like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But let me ask you this question right now. If heroin became legal tomorrow, are you afraid of trying it? Because I'm not. I ain't going 10 foot near the stuff and nobody ever better. I don't think the legal was the problem with getting your hands on it. It was why you would want to do it in the first place, which is an entire mental health issue of belonging versus fitting in. So if we could just then, you know, maybe one day be able to tell people where we want our tax dollars to go. So that instead of them going out and pumping out of all these countries, they're going to be able to rehabilitate their people. We could actually rehabilitate ours and take all that money and put it back into mental health that we used to have back in the day. But even then, let's be honest, the way we've treated the mental health people is almost worse than what everybody's trying to fight about now. I mean, all you got to do is watch American Horror Story Season 2 to know that because... Or look up the West Virginia... Late 1800s, turn of the century, and they used to use them for 
every experiment in the book. But anyway. Where was I? Back to the Kenny Rogers song. If we could all just agree to be good to one another and not hurt each other, I just think about the kind of utopia we could have. Then, that would fix a lot of stress. It would create new stresses, I'm sure, as everything does. I mean, you've always got to have a problem. I always laugh about that. I'm like, every time I think I get a problem solved, have a doggone if one don't pop up again. If anything, I figure it must be to keep you busy, keep you on your toes. I don't know. It's like, come on, let's just have what it's like to be calm, peaceful. But then again, what do they say? you got to have rain if you're going to have rainbows. And that is true. Sometimes I think the reason why I can recognize positives so well is because I've had to deal with so much of the negatives, you know? It's like the deeper you hurt, the deeper you love. You just got to love yourself first and move up the meter and get out of that rut and hole. Whether you put yourself there or not. Most people get put there by other people, but back to that rule. Wouldn't happen either. But I decided to even start this whole podcast because I wanted to talk about things that have nothing to do with all the things I just talked about. I thought, well, what if I talk out loud? Because these, again, these are things that go rambling around in my head, so I got to get them out. And if I'm talking and doing it this way, it's like I had conversations, but I didn't have to waste my social capital because I feel like it's limited these days. Everybody just wants to like shut up and go home and watch Netflix or something. But that's, I mean, I'm guilty, totally guilty. Then there was that whole story about me and the weird mishaps that, you know, like I'm telling you, when you look for messages and you pray for messages, like when you wake up every day and you say, you know what, God, let me know today, if you can how I can best move on or serve or figure out my purpose, because that's purpose. Which gets me back to the whole talking about retirement thing. I thought, what if I grab a business that I've worked with from a marketing and branding perspective over the years and talk about what I would do. Let's let's say you, you brought me in and you were like, hey, and I don't know anything about your company. I don't know nothing about you or your people how you run your show, what your ethics are. You're just telling me that's the industry. Right? And what I would say if I went in there without doing like deep due diligence, it's just like, oh, off the cuff, like, oh, you want to sit down? Hey, okay, what? But what if I started doing that and I could record myself doing it? Because I still don't know, even if I figure out my purpose, because I do believe I understand my purpose in my day-to-day life. The whole work-life balance, people, thing you got to do to be able to afford everything else, to be able to afford the lifestyle of economic stature that you're accustomed to. Everybody seems to strive for at least one step up. Some get to jump two, some get to jump three. Sometimes I feel like it's those that jump too many that end up having sad stories about them. Kind of like... How child, child actors, you know, they might hit 20 years old, which to me, you're still a little kid, but you hit 20 years old and they're like, yeah, why don't you like go off and go grow up for a bit? We don't know what to do with you yet. And then you're like, what am I? Oh, I'm going back into that, dare I say, society. Kind of like that, but not. Because that's just, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that's like. And I really feel like uh, 
they should be able to help them out. There should be some transition plan or support plan, mentor plan. Like if you're a child actor from every show you get booked and every place you get booked, you should have a mentor assigned to you so that they're almost like godparents, you know, or people look out for you. So when the time comes that you're either getting that break or there's not really anything to move on to yet, or you're struggling with even the transition of, oh my gosh, I don't know how to be an adult when I haven't been able to be a child kind of thing. And they can help you as being like your support system. Something. Oh, back to what I was saying. If you go from, like, I feel like I, I don't know, it's weird. I'm, I'm so afraid of losing what makes me me by, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it because I think, I think that if I were to become, let's, let's even for say I, I doubled my income. So let's just say I doubled my income and I could move up one or two rungs. I don't know. I've always talked about like building more things and I feel like I would, I'm comfortable and happy with what I have. I don't need bigger. I don't need, you know, like I have a few wish things, but if, if I ever do it, it's more to get out for privacy sake, not like, I wouldn't want to be like, I need a double square footage. No, I'm good. I like what I got, but like, sometimes I'm afraid of what would, what would happen if, cause you hear about these people, like, let's take Oprah for instance. I thought she was like everything in a bag of chips and still kind of do deep down just cause it's been too long to not, that was like a deep bond I had with a person I've never met. And, uh, I'm really disappointed in her right now. I don't, I don't know how you can go from the childhood she experienced, which to me for, for being in America, that's like, that's like an unacceptable tier of America. Like that should never, ever, ever happen to any child. And it did. And her resiliency, you know, look where she is. I love it. That's, that was like the motivator for me because I feel like in a lot of ways, you can't grade pain. Kind of like, you know, how somebody can be like, oh, I had a child. I didn't need drugs. And you're like, are you flipping kidding me? I was like, can I have another and another and another? I mean, I said, it's not like I'm going to go get my appendix taken out. I'll be like, nope, uh, just go ahead and cut it out. I'm good. I got this. No, I don't want to be a hero. I just want to be able to enjoy my child that I've been carrying around. But anyway, people have different pain thresholds all across everything from emotional, spiritual, physical, mental. Some people can handle more shit than other people. And... It's okay. You just got to understand it. You got to respect it. You got to understand that some people can't handle what you're, you know or see. Or there are times you see or know things that are really hard to ever go away because they're so forged and burned into that long-term memory because of the shock and awe it produced. Either way, all over the spectrum, you can't say this was worse than mine or that was worse than yours. But some people do say some things are worse than others, and I do tend to agree. Okay, back to it. 
I'm just going to jump back to what I even wanted to talk about. I just feel like I've been so quiet today. You know, those days where you're in trainings and you're in meetings and you're like quiet, half engaged, respectful. Yet sitting and quiet with your mind free to roam around in a solid four-hour environment. So, again, not complaining. That stuff does have to happen. But, so what I've been doing is just really honing in on all my business stuff. Because I do have a whole spreadsheet of business ideas. Whether they'll make it or not, they're ones that I wanted to not forget about. Because I've, over the years, I'm sure I've forgotten about several and sometimes I say things that I might have dreamt up five years ago and they still don't exist. And when I mention them, people will be like, oh, that's a great idea. So it's at least worth vetting. But I'm my own worst animal. I'm like, I'm a sprinter, not a runner. Anyway, retirement. Here's where I'm at with retirement. As an industry, I've worked with them all. I get it. I understand 401ks, simple IRAs, broker dealers, um, compliance, fiducia. I get it. I know all that stuff. I mean, I know enough to be dangerous. Like, you could sit me down on Jeopardy. I could probably get all the categories, but maybe not. Especially if it goes into, like, deeper stuff that you would have had to go to school to learn about it for. I just can be dangerous to ask the right questions of the experts that I have in front of me. But in the meanwhile... I've had a handful over the years. I've worked with a handful over the years personally. Well, not for retirement, all the 401k stuff. In fact, most of the ones I've helped wouldn't even be able to work with me because I don't fit their minimum minimum, uh, investment level group because of their size growth. And yeah, but hey, they hire people like me. So, ha, um, guess I'm not charging enough. Just kidding. So, I'm thinking about it as a whole, like the whole industry. So this isn't specific to any actual client. But what I was thinking was, every time I see the words, and I've seen the words a lot because of all the different angles and things I've done, I'm just tired. I see tired. Or retire. Like I'm going to tire again. Like this is my last leg of talent. Like, let's look at it this way. When I say the word retirement, you immediately picture old people and you think that it's still a moving target for us. I grew up, it was 62, now it's 65. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you out the money you paid in that we already spent behind your back, but we'll pay it to you. But we're only going to give you this much if you're 62. But if you hang on and you work till you're 65, we'll give you this much. I mean, yeah, we do wish it could be more too. But, we, you know, we've kind of been spending what you've been putting away your whole lifetime. But, you know, in a nutshell, that's what you'll get. Well, now, rumor is 70. And what's happening is, you know, despite all the pharmaceuticals and plastics and weird crap in our bodies that have been growing and festering for the last 40 years and now people who never heard of Alzheimer's or cancers or autisms or anything are like look at all this shit like I got a one in three chance of 
getting some type of cancer in my lifetime. They'll be like, what do you mean, Heather? They only say one in eight get breast cancer and only one in five get this and only one. And I'm like, do the math. Have you added them all together? I'm pretty much screwed. Like you're screwed. I'm screwed. It's all just that what time in your life and at what stage it's in. Which one are you going to get? You can track it back to where you lived, where you grew up, what spigots you drank out of, what fluoride rinses you did in the classroom. I don't freaking know. How close you lived to the DuPont factory in Huntington, West Virginia. Watch Blackwater, by the way. Dark wa- Blackwater. Dark Water. It's Mark Ruffalo. Excellent movie. Watch it. They're a big lobbyist. Anyway. Retirement. I think of old people. I think of it being done. I think of it as being tired. But let's look at the real face of it. It's not. To me, retirement should be reimagined as more of a like to me it's going to be the second chapter of redefining my purpose or my legacy because I really don't want to think about the fact that I will have to have a job because I mean, let's face it, I had to climb this ladder really hard over the years. And, uh, I mean, I'm the one that I remember getting shift differential of 50 cents on that third shift. And I took third shift with a toddler thinking, I can do this. I think I was up to 9.25. The year I almost, well, I became homeless, actually, because I got that raise and because I was in a income housing apartment for me and my baby, the shift differential put me over to where I was going to go from hundred and some dollar a month rent stipend to a 400 one, which if you do the math, you'll know there's absolutely no way nine and a quarter an hour, single mom paying 500 a month in rent overnight without being expected when you've been budgeting for the other all along. I mean, Sure, knock it up 200 bucks, you know. But now it's like, well, nope, you're now over into the next tier. That's fine. I have a waiting list. Please go. Anyway, back to the story. I don't have a lot planned for retirement. In fact, I've, I've been aggressively throwing as much as I can, every raise I get, into my 401k now. Just because I know I have to do something with what I can do now. And I think everyone should, even though I'm like not happy that we have to do both. However, I do not want to work until I'm 65 or 70. I do not want to worry about clocks, HR benefits, diversity inclusion videos. I mean, I'll watch them my own dime but like I want to be able to say you know what I know I was going to write my book today but I think I'm going to go mow and plant some flowers and then I'll have a great idea and then I'll get it documented and I'll let so and so know and then I'll help them with their new idea so the only way I can ever do any of that anyway is to continually diverse my income but in the meantime There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, and I'm very happy because I have relationships all around my work life 
and I'm striving toward having a better spiritual, physical, health, mental, whatever, balance. So it is what it is, and I can't complain. First world problems, right? Which reminds me, my husband pointed out somebody who says after most statements, right? Like, we should be thinking that way, right? I was going to do him this, right? And now, doggone it if I don't catch people doing that. And it's been happening a lot, and I just did it right there. That I just caught myself. I just said, right? So, where was I? I went, see, went down the dark road again, talking about Mark. I'm okay with where I'm at. But I know there's more. And by more, I don't mean more money, more freedom, more prestige, but something more that I'm driven to do that I'm still trying to figure out for myself. But I just know. I'm almost wondering, like, uh, that Zach Brown song, good, we, you saw goodbye in her eyes. Like, if they're just, is that what happens when you're just like, I don't know. But either way, no complaints, no complaints. I know people who we say retired, but at the end of the day, they didn't like where the company was going, figured out how they could live off of the income that they've been saving and putting away to get them through to 65 so that their health benefits kick in and blah, 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 because health insurance is through the roof. Most people today cannot retire because they will have to spend anywhere from eight to $1,300 a month, maybe even more, to carry over any type of insurance, which is subpar best with deductibles. This is why we have a problem, folks. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And we allowed some pretty big hogs to grow up right in front of our eyes. And healthcare, pharmaceutical, government, anyway. What do you do? Dismantle one at a time, I suppose. Which is why I got more business ideas for that. I was even going to say, if I were Tyson Chicken. I'll do that one another time. Okay. Retirement. Retirement firms. One. I think... The focus should be helping, like I haven't figured out the way to throw it into an elevator, one sentence, bam, this is what defines us yet. It's like a very working thing, but the the essence of it is we're, you know, maybe I was thinking is the word retirement, you know, like take the R and make it an M and just say retirement. Uh, but it's, you want to spend more time that you have been given, which is unknown to anyone, but you've been given a ticking clock. You have a time bomb in you <laughs> that could uh, go off at any time or go for another 60 years. Who knows? And... You're wanting to spend less time in obligation and spend more time in control of it. Like you would rather be doing what you want to do. Now, 
retirement also has the essence of not only are you old and this is like your sunlight or sunrise or sunset. This is like the sunset. Like this is your time to just do nothing. Just sit in your chair and watch the daytime talk shows and figure out how you could still be relevant. It's, it's, it's almost like, is there a phenomena? And again, I know that this is, I'm just saying it's like in the same spectrum, but I'm not saying it's like at the same brevity of depth, but could you compare the effects of retirement to the same behavioral effects of released prisoners or lifers that, you know, are always in and out of the system. Like, I feel like most retirees end up taking on a part-time job because they're bored or they have to be around people or, you know, and, and sadly our society makes everybody so committed and so obligated and so busy that prioritizing your time for those that could really use it most, like your aging parents or your little children at daycare, that you are overcommitted and obligated to sustain that which you wish to have more time with. So you spend more time sustaining what you have. And again, I'm not saying it's a choice. It, It would be easy if it was. I'd say right now. I'm making that choice. I am changing what I'm doing. It's not a choice. I have to go to work. Could I go to a different work? Sure. I can go find another job, but I got to find a job and I got to work. So you either have to make an income for yourself and find that sweet spot of a business to launch and go that allows you to have more dictatorship of your time or you win the lottery. Otherwise you're going to work. I mean, that's, or, you know, if your spouse can cover you and some people can make it work. Some people have figured out a way to have the wife go half time or the husband to be at home or whatever. And I say, kudos, good for you guys. We were not in that situation because we both were working our way. Well, my husband, you know, did all his college and everything, but his service work, which is a service work is, uh, underpaid and it's, you know, the childcare system. So here was a great hero that probably would have stayed had they actually paid him something that could make you a breadwinner of a family. But anyway, just taking that moment and to listen to that statement. But when I was a child, I was so thrilled to learn that people could be commercial makers. Like you could make commercials. And I loved commercials. Not all of them, but the good ones. I just, oh, I loved them. And I was hooked throughout all of it. And throw in, you know, years of human services and different behavioral studies and everything else. It's like, oh, I feel like I've got a good edge on things, but I don't have the tenacity to dig in and do the entire research white paper to prove my theories. So I always throw them out there hoping somebody will grab on, latch it, do all the work and have their own little nugget. That'd be cool. But anyway, 
praise to all the people that fall into the usual nurse, fireman, policeman, astronaut, teacher. Because I tell you what, that's that's pure service work. And I do think they should uh, do that when kids are little. I don't think they should indoctrinate them into choosing their sexual preferences, but I do think it's great that they show firemen and policemen and teachers and everyone as heroes because uh, it is going to be a struggle of income, especially depending on where you live and what kind of facility you're in. I mean, yeah, just lots of people are needed everywhere to take care of people. People are messy, especially if we can't get them back on that rule, taking care of one another. But Back to retirement. I want time back. As much time as possible. As quickly as possible. I want the freedom to make the decisions I need to do to pursue the passions that will allow me to either have more income so that I don't need to rely on a huge big old pile of savings that I don't got a sustainable lifestyle that will allow me to forward what I have faster so that I can still maintain where I am in life, but, you know, do things more wisely, which I know I probably could have a lot of help with, or how I can take what I have and use in a safe way to invest in a company or business or idea that perhaps will help me with that, which kind of doing anyway but not really because we haven't invested in in it but um it's like do you build it they come or do they come and you build it anyway what if retirement was focused on helping everyone realize that a retirement is from You are retiring from the work balance required. That you are giving them back more time to prioritize whether or not it's profitable, but that it's fulfilling for their balance of mind, health, spirit, whatever, physical. I don't know. That I'm... Like, I want to know, okay, if, if you're going to do what you're doing right now, this is how long you're going to have to do it before you can sustain that. Oh, you, you could live by half your means if you had to at that stage? Okay, here. But, like, even further than that, like, not only are you helping me invest what I've got into the most aggressive, comprehensive, successful portfolios, but you're doing it with people that build their brand up to be the purpose is that they are going to be able, they actually have their work dedicated to helping people get their lives. So they're in essence dedicated, dedicating their work time to help everyone have more time to pursue their life. So, their career is, is helping you figure out your legacy, basically. They're helping clear that path for you to be you. 
They're helping you find your way with what you have to be the person that you want to be, to have that vision of what it is. So much in, in this, and, and I'm not, I'm, I full blow still believe it's probably the way to go because that's the way it is. That's the way we're conditioned is you always use epic pictures of where you want to be. You show them on that vacation. You show them on the campgrounds. You show them with the grandkids. You show them doing the things you wish you could be doing so that you could be retired. Yep. It's right. It's absolutely right. It's, it's accurate. Because that's what some people, most people, I mean, there's a reason why everyone says life's a beach. I'm, you know, it's like, I get it. Heck, I've helped write them. I've helped pitch them. But trying to help people gain, it's almost like they need an exit strategy to the next stage. Like, how do I get out of this stage and onto the next stage without waiting to age? Is that, I know that's cheesy, but you see what I'm saying? Like, getting you to you faster, the next you. And our, you know, people with all these letters behind their names and all these certifications and all of these expert things are going to help you figure out your life goals because you never know. There might be people, bless them, they want to work till 70 because they don't know what to do when they're done. They define themselves by that routine of who they are and those they worked with for so many decades that, or even not just that routine, some it's 20 years, some it's 10 years, I don't know. And that's, that's noble. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's the next thing is, do you have someone transition that? Do you have consulting that goes beyond the money? Does a, does a firm based on retirement unilaterally partner, acquire, develop a transitional mentor or person that is working with them as they're getting closer to reaching those goals of security, of leaving that to which they're anchored in and not wanting to be. And that may be selling their company. It may be leaving their business. It, it may be going part-time. But when they're getting closer to that goal, maybe that year coming in, they're partnered with someone that, that checks in with them and, and talks with them to help them ensure that they've got the, the system, the plans. Because I've seen, I've saw, I've seen people that they they do struggle with retirement and then they figure it out and then I see people that retire and then it's like within a year they're gone and then I've also seen people that end up you know like my grandma she was I loved it she was just trying out part-time jobs she was all over she was at the Kroger she worked at a gift shop uh I can't even remember but she fiddled around with all these little jobs and I loved it because she did too. She got experiences. She learned things. She'd tell you stuff. She, she liked it. And she was out with people and she met people. And I was happy for her. So there's no right or wrong path. I'm just saying that if I had to rethink that industry, 
and get it to not be the stereotypical thing it is. Because, I mean, it's what? It's three people's names. They're going to have letters and acronyms. And, and I'm not saying you can't change that, but change the feeling behind what that is. And make it more like holistic, I guess. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, once they get up to, I don't even know how you'd want to structure it. Maybe it's, a, it's within the fees. Maybe it's a different service that they can just, you know, add on to themselves and purchase. Uh, however you want to do that. But I would even think it'd be cool that, that you're also partnered or acquired or with um, like a career advisory work-life coach because the good ones are great and you learn things that you didn't even realize about yourself. And if you can't figure out a different career path or affordable replacement for what you are currently doing to sustain the lifestyle you need to get out as fast as you can. Perhaps they can help you de-stress and take out some of the things that are bothering you within that career and coach you into a more comfortable lifestyle with it. Maybe you got something off balance that they can help you figure out. And it's probably always around stress and anxiety. Other times it's physical. I know people that it breaks my heart to know that they're still in factories Laying out back seats in cars every 30 seconds. Another one. Dropping another one. Every every day. Eight hours a day. 30 seconds. Back. Drop. 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 And they're, you know, not even 50 yet. And they can't even hardly walk. And they got to get cortisone shots. And they got to take all this stuff. I'm like, man, that's physical there. That one's off balance. But what do you do? Say, so, yeah, I'm an experienced 20-year back seat dropper. Maybe that's how this whole cycle of holistic living can happen because the younger people begin to understand and respect it, the better. I mean, there's a reason why people are so old when they retire. It's because when, by the time you start thinking about it, like I'm thinking about it, I've been told you should be thinking about it. You should be thinking about it. You should be thinking about it. I'm like, I got 30 years. I ain't worried about dropping all that money right now when I'm still trying to stay off food stamps. And then I developed the habit. Or, you know, I had a nice chunk of change. Some life thing happened. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to cash it out. I got to use it. Baby needs braces. I don't know. But anyway, I'm not there now. Thank God. I'm, you know, 40s now and I'm thinking about retirement. I'm like, yeah, at this rate, I'll be 70. So what do you got to do to change it? And that's why I feel retirement is all focused on saving up till you retire because that's what it's going to take. But is it? I mean, that's the one way, yeah. And it's a smart way. And I say take it and invest it and do it. But while you're doing that, can we do these other services or recommend them to you through a partnership or something? I don't know. I, I it's just working in my head, but my, my just thought is, is changing the whole thinking of the word retirement is retirement. Like I'm retired and then I'm, you know, hoping I bought all that extra insurance so that, you know, when they take my house and all of my stuff 
to put me in a wheelchair and park me in a hallway so somebody will wipe my butt for me. Uh, there's at least something there to give away and help out my family for all they did to get me to that point. We'll see. But yeah, that was my thought. If I were having to sell people the idea of retirement. But the thing is, is there's no reason for them to shake up their model right now because it works. And there's total access. Like the liquidity right now is insane. Printing money. And then you can't spend it because a couch takes 22 weeks. And a dryer. <laughs> You'll be lucky if you can get a Samsung by July. But, um, there's a lot of people that will be doing that. I mean, I'm already starting, so it's a very, very successful entity. It is a needed entity. Um, but how could you make it different, better for your customers, for your clients, and for your hires? Like, if I were going to be some badass CPA with all those numbers and investments and rubber deer. I don't know. I, I, they're cool. I'm not ripping on them. I just don't remember what they are. Um, and I could work for a firm or I could work for a firm that allows me to have the opportunity to help people find their best lives and make a decent living off of it and help them find their decent living as well. I'm down for that. Sounds a lot better. And making partner someday, even though I'd want to. Yeah. All right, I'm done talking. I'm done walking. I'm sure Mark will thank y'all. Thanks. And there you have it. Another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one.